You are listening to Winning with Mainstay. The opinions expressed on this edition of Pensacola Expert Panel are not necessarily those of News Radio 923 AM 1620, but rather the opinions of the sponsor, Mainstay Financial Services, with host Bob Burgey. provided on winning with mainstay financial is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to be specific financial advice for individuals all information presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representation is made to its accuracy views presented are those of mainstay financial and host bob burgey and do not necessarily represent the view of alpha star capital management llc alpha star capital management is an sec registered investment advisor registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor or investment advisor representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Opinions expressed are subject to change and do not constitute financial, legal, or tax advice. You should consult your financial professional before executing any financial strategy. Now, here's Bob Burgey. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. Happy to see you. Likewise. Likewise. Um, all right. So what's new? Haven't seen you in a while. Um, oh, man. What is new? Well, honestly, there's not there's not much that's new. Uh, COVID a second time. It was yeah. not as bad as the first. I'll tell yeah. you that much. But I, I'm one of those lucky winners. Um, and uh, then got to heal from it pretty fast and had some time off to pull my life back together gotcha. and then was able to come back here sunshine and rainbows yeah. and, and I, I missed every single person i said it before but i mean it i missed it so much really okay i was itching that, literally like itching well that is to awesome come back. you love your job i do i Good. love and it's because i know the feeling of our <laughs> listeners because of you uh and please text in this morning 850-437-1620 as we uh, dive into estate planning yes. how are things though at, at mainstay financial are oh, you all things busy? are great things are great we have hillary we have tina we have a, a somebody new starting um oh, excellent we're growing yeah, that's right yeah we have somebody new starting in uh let's see about two weeks just about two weeks yeah that's okay and she Very happens good. to be my daughter i so, remember yeah. <laughs> that's so a so. family business right yes, there yes and I, I think that that's really cool to to know and she's moving from out of state right correct okay from denver colorado and nice. uh she's been there you know she's been there for over 10 years now that's which, a big change for yeah, her just kind of good for blows her. my mind that she's been that or been been gone that long but um as you know as as a lot of us know uh, you know prices are different out in denver they're they're very expensive oh, so yeah. um you know it's kind of nice now now look we look what has happened here you know uh real estate in particular but uh she came back and she's uh you know looked at real estate and she's like everything's a bargain here everything's so cheap and i'm like what I know it's we like do doubled not see in it. the last five yeah. years. It's you know? like it, it, that gives me it gives me panic attacks when I think about how much it has yeah. doubled. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's, when um, we first moved here, 
there, there rent I remember looking at places for 750 a month 750 mm-hmm. for like three bedroom one bathroom right. and coming from New Jersey I'm like whoa where did we just move kind of how your daughter is having sure. that moment yeah but then to watch the growth especially in the past two years since the start of the pandemic right and everybody's moving out of other places coming to the sunshine state you better keep it nice I you better know. keep it nice that's all i'm going to tell you so i you know i chalk it up to you know you just don't know what you don't know right mm-hmm. so um you know putting myself in her shoes she leaves here at 18 after high school she goes away to college um goes she lives in new orleans for four years and then she you know she comes back for a little bit but she's still a kid right she goes to denver and all she knows is really denver and what do you do when you get a job and you start working you start looking uh at homes you know you look at real estate and that's what that's what a lot of folks do I'm certainly in their mid-20s uh, gosh you know I'm I'm way over that and I look at it all the time just by a it's couple kind of years of, you're all right yeah that's right that's right but um, like I said you don't know what you don't know but coming back here from almost anywhere else I think people would say the same thing it's very affordable right and it's hard to believe for us that have been here yeah. right? oh of course and you're also seeing I hear people who are coming from um, New York, they're coming from California, yes. they're moving from a lot of those states. You're not really seeing people move here from Arkansas or <laughs> from Wyoming. They're not doing that. You're I seeing agree. a lot of the states that had uh, tighter restrictions right. and more expensive to live in. Yes. They're like, oh, let me go and see what's happening down in sunny Florida. Yes, people from up north and people from, you know, high concentration you know urban areas but i feel like in this area especially in the pensacola milton gulf breeze northwest florida area people are moving here because it's not so much a culture shock right as it would be if you moved in south florida and i don't say just culture shock i mean also weather shock because we do get these colder temperatures um we are within five to six hours of bigger cities new orleans three hours away so i think people are like oh we're willing to go there and then they come here they're like beautiful beaches this beautiful downtown affordable for their standards yes and um they see growth and so i think that's a beautiful thing and growth is it's happening here oh yeah it is. So, it and is. we're going to do a real estate update with you really soon here. I yes. Believe it. You know what? That is probably, um, I'd say, one of the top three shows we've had. That segment. And we had, uh, I know, Amanda Hurd and mm-hmm. her husband, Gene. Love From them. the Keller Williams team. And, uh, yeah, people love that segment. They like and to they talk about it all it. the time. It's yeah. almost like the tabloids of yeah. real estate. So, you know. We're going to talk about estate planning today. That's not exactly, you know, exciting. Bum, bum, but, boom. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's important. And the reason, oh, the reason I want to talk about estate planning today is because when we meet with people, you know, we tell them, you know, look, you've got to have an estate plan. Why? Because you are going to die, right? Not only that, but sometimes... Like we should have a hot button for yeah. some music. <laughs> yeah, but, but not only that... Not only that, but some of the advanced directives, some of the other documents that accompany a traditional estate plan are very important and actually have nothing to do with dying, okay? Like durable powers of attorney. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Appointment of health care surrogate, things that accompany a typical estate plan. So it's not all about death and dying, but it is, all right? A little bit, a lot of it. All right, so the other thing we tell folks is the great thing about 
doing an estate plan, a final estate plan, you have the rest of your life to do it, right? You just don't know how long that is. So right. get it done. Uh, another another saying is that, that we use with our folks that because we will talk to folks um, over the course of many years and they still haven't done their estate plan. And that's OK. That's OK. Because so they haven't done yeah. it. people It is. Have they don't want to do that. They don't want to do I that. I feel like if you're going to do that, too, sit down. And if you have family that you're close to, and if you don't have family that you're close to, friends um, who can sit with you to make it a little bit right. less of a burden. Right. And I think, like, honestly, talk to a counselor or if you have a pastor, somebody in your life, because it can also feel like a little bit heavy and so if you go to mean state financial they want to lessen that burden too right. they have people there a team to help you right so if you have any questions about estate planning uh today please give us a call here at 850-437-1620 we'd be happy to field your uh your questions your comments or just chime in about anything but um uh, the other, you know, the, the reason it's timely right now is when we meet with folks at this time of the year, you know, the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. we tell them, look, make that an objective for 2022 because you're not you're not going to go to your state planning attorney and get it done and turned around in two weeks. You're not. It's typically going to take a month, possibly two months. You go back and forth and you, you refine it. But again, your estate plan really isn't your final estate plan okay you can change it and you will but something is better than absolutely nothing i met with a couple yesterday uh a couple that they are doing well uh they're in their 60s and they're approaching retirement no will no estate plan no durables durable powers of attorney no living will nothing and and that's okay you know why because they haven't had to use any of that yet but you do have to get that done and you want to give yourself um, you know you want to give your yourself a big uh, lead time because you're not going to get it done in a hurry all right so first statistics did you know okay Jenna if I'm going to put you on the spot if you had to guess how many how many adults o over the age of 50 have completed their estate plan not how many what percent oh i feel like it, it would be in like either a 50 50 range that's pretty good yeah that's I'd pretty say good like 50 50 that's half. good that's good that's safe right that gets you close is it close yeah. <laughs> well no. if you say 50 percent you're close either way if I went you know smack dab yeah, in the middle, right in the middle. I was getting safe <laughs> well you know and, and there's not some you know national poll or you know um uh, box that you check on your tax return or you know whether you've completed your estate plan but estimates are anywhere from 60 percent to 75 percent of adults over the age of 50 have no estate plan wait have no will 60 to 75 percent have zero have no estate plan none yeah oh yeah okay yeah oh it makes one, me a little sad. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm well, there's being a lot serious. of bulletproof people out there, right? A lot Oy. of people, they're going to live forever. They don't need one, okay. right? Okay. Okay. They don't need one. But, wow. Uh, that seems like either a lack of education or just an abundance of fear. Yeah. Well, come on. You, you don't want to do it. You, don't. you just don't want to do, do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But uh, you got to at some point in time. All right. So, first, 
you know, I want to talk a little bit about what is included in your estate. And your, your estate really, Jenna, includes everything you own. That includes your home, your car, your bank accounts, your investment accounts, your retirement plan, you know, your personal property. It even includes the death benefit or life life insurance proceeds um, that that uh, that come out of a life insurance policy that you own, even though you didn't get to enjoy the death benefit or what we call the life insurance proceeds, it is included in your estate. That's very important, and we'll and we'll pick up with that in a little bit. But you know, first and foremost, the reason you need an estate plan is to provide for your family. Um, so I know we're going to get a call today, or somebody's going to ask the question, do I need an estate plan if I'm single, if, if, there's no, if I have no children? And the answer is yes, absolutely. But if you don't have an estate plan um, and you don't have beneficiary designations in all of your assets and you don't have titling of account that titling of accounts that transfer to a joint owner or to a TOD transferable on death. Um, you know, you've got to have an estate plan to provide for your family. Um, so so let's start with that. If, if you don't have an estate plan and your family ends up with less and it takes longer for them to get it, this causes, you know, your loved ones, the people that are most important to you to be in limbo with your estate. They may not have m enough money to pay for their living expenses. Um, you know, and I'm talking about a young family, somebody that depended on you. Um, your spouse, you know, if it is tied up and you haven't taken, you know, the necessary measures to provide for the seamless transition of your estate to your loved ones, um, it's going to cause a strain on families at a time that is already difficult because you you know, the deceased are no longer with them. Um, so sometimes if you don't have an estate plan, it can take up to years. I hope it doesn't. But in these in this day of COVID where, you know, everything is done by Zoom or possibly by, uh, you know, possibly by uh, online, you know, doing things online, I just don't know how the estate settlement period uh, for right now. So, uh how long an estate takes to settle? You know, if, if anybody has had to settle an estate recently, I'm sure uh, I'm sure we're bumping over the one-year term. So anyway, okay, so we have, let's see, Jenna, we have a, is this a text or a call? This is a question okay. from, uh, from Dan. From Dan, yes. okay. Are there any pluses or minuses to establishing custodian accounts for grandchildren. Um, custodian accounts, and, and I think what the uh, what Dan is talking about is uh, custodial accounts for minors, mm -hmm. um, and th they can come in the form of typically uniform transfer to Minors Act accounts. So a lot of people call them UTMA accounts. Again, uniform transfer to minors accounts. And, uh, you know, are there are there pluses? Yeah. I mean, you're able to put assets into your into your children's name. But when that child 
reaches the age of majority. In some states, it's 18. In some states, it's 21. Believe it or not, in some states, it's 19 years old. But, you know, Jenna, answer this for me. How well equipped were you to handle money, let's say, that a parent put in the form of a custodial account if you were to get it when you turned 18 years of age? Oh, boy, we should not talk about 18-year-old Jenna. <laughs> yeah. She was not. She was, we're not she picking was on. Not we're picking on 18-year-olds in general. Pensacola, yeah. you know, expert panel Jenna. Okay. Um, no, I was not equipped. But I will say, you know, that's where, like, kind of the education part comes in. Right. And in equipping our children right. um, at a younger age on how to... Um, be proper stewards and managers of money. Right. Um, I think there's a lack of that, but you're right. I, what, there's many 18-year-olds that should not be entrusted yes. with that. Yes. So there's there's a number, you know, the Uniform Tra Transfer to Minors Act accounts is certainly an effective way to transfer assets, um, you know, if you want to do it on an annual basis, a monthly basis, a couple hundred dollars that spills into a UTMA account. That's that's an effective way to put assets in your children's name. However, it becomes theirs once they reach the age of majority. So, Dan, possibly a better way, of, and it depends on the amount of money we're talking about. If it's for a specific purpose, say education, you know, of course, there are uh, 529 plans. There are ways to prepay the education expenses. On, and, and, of course, we're not talking about education expenses specifically. But if you want the assets to be held for their benefit for a later time, you know, let's say 25 years, 30 years, or let's say until they perform, uh, you know, certain things that, you know, let's say they graduate from college or they secure their first you know, job, their, not their first job, but their first full-time job after college. If you want something to distribute the assets upon, you know, some trigger event, then you're probably going to need a trust to make that happen. Or you keep it in an account in your name and you spill it out, you, you dribble it out to them when they need it. But, um, but again, if you're, if you're talking about custodial accounts, Uniform Transfer to Minors Act accounts, certainly the biggest minus is the fact that it becomes there once becomes theirs once they reach the age of majority. Okay. So, wow. Another question. Thank you for writing these because oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's so much better than asking people to repeat it. <laughs> so, anyway. I, if I just handed it right over to you. And, and please get the questions in this morning. We have a few comments coming in, 850-437-1620. You may text to our text line. We have about <coughs> five more minutes before we're going to take a news break. Or you can call, again, 850-437-1620. Bob Burgi is here uh, for winning with Main State Financial. And he's here to answer your call. Thank you, Jenna. Okay, this is from Richard. Richard Richard shares with us that he has not even thought about coming up with an estate plan because I don't really own anything or have life insurance, no equity, equity in my cars either. Um, where should someone like me start? Okay. I think where you need to start, Richard, is yeah, in accumulating some wealth. Certainly, um, if you're if you're starting out and you're not uh, and you don't have assets to speak of, uh, possibly you have you you may have some debt and that's fine, 
But um, I don't think the focus at this point in your life should be in um, having an attorney draft an estate plan for you. I think it should be in accumulating wealth, accumulating assets, paying off cars. Maybe you don't need cars. Maybe you need one car. Sound like Dave Ramsey, right? But, you know, maybe, uh, you know, once you accumulate some wealth is, is when I would worry about having an estate plan. Now, of course, if you're working and there's income coming into the home, if there, you know, is some life insurance proceeds that may come in at some point in time, yeah, I would worry about an estate plan, you know, and if you have a spouse, children, of course. Uh, but if you're single, uh, in the process of accumulating wealth, uh, you may not, I, put it this way, everybody needs an estate plan, but this may may not be the point in time where you really want to focus on that. But that that's a great question. You know, different stages in life uh, really, um, really are, are the drivers of mm-hmm. uh, when you'll need an estate plan. Okay, so, so like I said, in an estate plan, first and foremost, is to provide for your family and I'm not talking about just at a young age you know if you're older the kids are grown you have grandchildren maybe you want to provide for grandchildren certainly your surviving spouse there may be there may be a child with special needs or a grandchild with special needs there may be a charitable entity that you want to provide for so it doesn't have to be family or immediate family it can be it doesn't have to be family immediate family charities it can be someone that you care about that is not family so uh you know it provides it it sees through your wishes at death okay some of the um you know some of the estate plans are are directed primarily at providing for the family there are other estate plans that are put together not only to provide for the family but to reduce wealth transfer taxes specifically estate taxes now excuse me that hasn't always been an issue um and right now um right now the federal estate tax exemption meaning that amount that passes from your estate with no federal estate taxes assessed is 12 million dollars 12 million and 60 thousand dollars we'll call it 12 million dollars so there isn't a huge need for estate plans to address federal estate taxes. Now, if you have over that amount, you certainly need to. Now, one of the things that is happening is uh, Congress, uh, uh, the, the federal estate tax exemption, that $12 million, went up every year. Actually, in the late 90s, the federal estate tax exemption um, amount was six hundred thousand dollars it went up every year up went up to a million two million three three million three and a half million went up to ten million it's now at twelve million dollars in 2025 there is a sunset provision on that 12 on on this huge federal estate tax exemption it comes back down to about five million dollars in 2025 is when that uh sunset provision uh takes effect so while we may not know a lot of people with $12 million to shelter in their estate, we probably, if we don't know any with $12 million, we certainly or come closer to knowing some that have $5 million. So once 2025 hits, uh, certainly 2026, 
uh, there's going to be a lot more people uh, subject to federal estate taxes than there are right now or in the years prior. But though, that is not a huge issue right now, but that is one of the reasons federal estate taxes have uh, uh, have been needed to be sheltered. We're going to a news break. We're going to go to a news break. And, uh, Candy is eagerly awaiting to share what's coming up in the news here on News Radio. We're back. All right. We're going to hop right back into it. Okay. We are talking about estate planning, right? Yes. Okay. Reasons for estate planning. And I'll go over the first couple we went over. To provide for your family, of course. Obviously, to protect not only your family and young children, possibly, but if you're older, your your surviving spouse, possibly grandchildren, children with special needs, to make certain assets make it to a charitable entity, all sorts of things. Um, to reduce your estate taxes or what we call wealth transfer taxes. Um, again, not as big an issue as it used to be, but it will be a bigger issue as the federal estate tax exemption comes down in 2025. All right. Now, this is the one we're going to spend the most time on. You need an estate plan to avoid, what is it? To avoid probate right right that's very helpful and i'm going to spend a little time on this as i said because it's a little go ahead yeah no and i just want to remind everyone please if you have a question whether it's about estate planning uh anything this morning bob Burgi is here and uh you can text or you can call 850-437-1620 we will answer your questions and bob you uh happen to have some history and experience with estate planning yes yes uh i spent the first uh the first couple of years uh, uh as an estate planning attorney after graduating from law school and passing the bar i did that uh, did that in cleveland ohio i actually worked for uh bank trust departments did a lot with uh you know, if, if you could say I was any type of attorney, mm -hmm. I was an estate planning attorney, tax attorney, uh, did a lot of uh, wealth transfer issues uh, and, and anything dealing with trust accounts, estates, um, uh, you know, and and I hate to make it sound like this, but it was it was more for folks that had estate tax issues, wealth transfer taxes and wanted to avoid paying them and there are there are some very simple easy ways to do that now again um, if you are seeking estate planning uh, expertise in terms of having somebody draft your documents uh, there are estate planning attorneys here in town you can certainly call our office and we will provide names um, actually uh, the state of Florida certifies uh, uh, estate planning attorneys that our board certifies and uh, trusts wills and estates. So um, we work with a number 
of estate planning attorneys here in town and would be happy to provide you with some names and possibly a good fit. But uh, yes, um, enjoyed my time as an, as, as, as an attorney. I'm still an attorney, uh, but uh, we truly manage money at uh, Mainstay Financial Group and, and we love what we do. But we're, I think we're very adept, very good at identifying issues and partnering our clients and and the and the folks that we serve with people in the community that can get their estate plans done um so let's see okay we were talking about probate right probate avoiding probate yeah it very evil word you know and people associate it with so many things so just to kind of break things down all your assets at death pass one of three really one of four ways okay uh, they pass efficiently one of three ways, and I'll, I'll describe each one. Um, first and foremost, by title. If you own an asset jointly, perhaps with your spouse, or if it's titled as transferable on death or payable on death, and you'll see at the end of a title of an account sometimes TOD or POD, that means it transfers to that person. And it doesn't matter what anything else says. It doesn't matter if my account that's labeled or titled uh, TOD to my, to my daughter uh, that I want it to go to somebody else, it doesn't matter. Because the most powerful form of transferring assets is by title. Obviously, joint with right of survivorship, it passes to the survivor. And we've, we've had... Uh, We've had lots of comments. We've had listeners chime in about the pitfalls of owning property jointly with someone other than your spouse. Because if you title it jointly with your children or, you know, a couple of children, that money is just as much theirs as it is yours. And that liability is joint and several. So you don't want to title... Uh, title assets jointly with children the one exception to that is possibly an operating account if you're if your son or daughter is paying bills for you and you're keeping a small balance in there but uh, uh, do not title assets jointly with your children only uh, only your spouse um, okay so first and foremost assets pass at by, pass at death by title second but you look to beneficiary designations um, Assets that have beneficiary designations are, for example, life insurance always has a uh, beneficiary designation. Any type of retirement account, your Roth IRAs, your traditional IRAs, your 401ks, your 403bs, your 401as, your 457bs, all the, you know, what we call the alphabet soup of retirement plans, all of those accounts have a primary beneficiary designation as well as a contingent beneficiary designation and of course you have to have at least the primary beneficiary designation completed and it will pass to that beneficiary or those beneficiaries uh, at death very powerful uh, you know and uh, it's the second thing you look to after title all right the third way assets pass at death is uh, is by will Okay, um, your last will and testament. If you own an asset and it is not titled jointly, has no TOD or POD designation, there's no primary beneficiary designation, there's no contingent beneficiary designation, and you own it in your name 
and your name only, then you look to the terms of the last will and testament of the deceased, and that is where the property uh, is transferred. So um, those are the three ways that property is transferred at death. Again, title, beneficiary designation, or what I call by contract. Uh, you can have a trust, again, life insurance proceeds, uh, annuities, retirement plans, they all pass by beneficiary designation. Um, and then the third is by uh, under the provisions of your last will and testament. Now, the way that it does not pass or transfer efficiently is by operation of law. And that is when you die and you have no will, you have no beneficiary designations, nobody was titled, uh, it wasn't titled jointly uh, or TOD or POD. And then it passes per the terms in, in the state of Florida, uh, the laws of intestacy, dying intestate means dying without a last will and testament, or the laws of intestacy of Alabama or whatever uh, whatever state you were domiciled in. Um, so that is the way assets transfer at death. The first, you know, title and beneficiary designation, those avoid probate. You don't even look to the will. What What is probated at death is the last will and testament. It's not the end of the world. Okay, if you have a last will and testament, you've named a personal representative to settle your estate, and that person really assumes control of the deceased's estate. Mm -hmm. um, very important, but do not, and, and I'm trying to articulate, you, it's nice to avoid probate. Right. It makes things very simple. When we have, uh, Jenna, when we have uh, jointly titled accounts, accounts that have a TOD or POD, again, transferable on death or payable on death, uh, when we have those types of accounts, um, the person, the, the joint owner, yeah. uh, who we typically know, right? Oh, Surviving spouse. Yep. Um, you know, if we don't know them, you know, they would have to produce the death certificate mm -hmm. and their driver's license. And then, boom, That's it's right. done. You know, we transfer it into their name and their name only. TOD, POD, perhaps we don't know the children or grandchildren. Again, produce the driver's license and, and death certificate and uh, and we can transfer it into their names. Um, beneficiary designation, really the same thing. Uh, they come in, we contact them, we uh, and we set up a time, and we get the assets transferred in their name in accordance with the beneficiary designation if there's more than one. Um, so if there's neither of those, assets pass in accordance with the terms of the will. Again, not the end of the world. The, pro, uh, the personal representative in the state of Florida, the executor uh, or executrix in other states would uh, assume control of the estate and uh, would uh, provide, hopefully, for the seamless, seamless and efficient transfer of these assets. And, and that's what you really want. You want a cost-effective, seamless, efficient transfer of assets to the beneficiaries. Okay, so I spent a lot of time on uh, probate avoidance, but it is important. I want you to know how assets transfer at death. Um, another reason you need to have an estate plan, you need to make your wishes known. Do you want these assets to be uh, transferred uh, outright to the beneficiaries? 
Do you want it to be held? Do you want some assets or all of your assets held in trust for your children as beneficiaries? Um, you want to make sure the beneficiaries are correct. You want to provide for your family, as we said, or charities or loved ones, even if they're not family members. Um, do you have a special needs child? Do you want to provide for college for your children if you're young, you know, and your children are younger? People die at all ages, right? Um, or do you, you know, if you're older, like me, do you want to provide for your grandchildren at death or possibly uh, their their college expenses. So there's all sorts of things. But, of course, making your wishes known at death is a huge part of uh, an estate plan. Um, we talked about expediting the efficient transfer of assets to family, uh, to, uh, to family or loved ones or even the charities that are named. And, you know, without a will or estate plan, as we've said, it can take your family anywhere from three to nine months to get anything after you pass away and and having everything pass to the ultimate beneficiaries that may take years um, especially if someone dies intestate of course that means dying without a last will and testament um, the other thing um, the other thing that uh, an estate plan does an effective estate plan a complete formal estate plan it puts somebody in charge that's huge because during this time when everything is would would seem to be amiss you know there's uh, you know you have you know in some cases a surviving spouse uh, certainly children uh, but loved ones there is I don't think people are thinking about money at least I'm I'm hoping they're not they're not thinking about the efficient settlement of the estate um, so if you haven't named anybody and you haven't put somebody in charge, a personal representative, an executor, the court will name somebody. Now, it may be exactly who you would have named, but somebody is going to have to make application to the probate court, and they're going to have to be named the personal representative or executor. Um, the other thing that happens um, as we as we get older and we, we start getting these things in the mail about pre-need policies or um, you know uh, pre-need meaning burial or funeral expenses you know I used to uh, you know I used to I, I get them we still get them and I'm and I'm uh, you know I, I'm not saying I'm inundated but I'll see them from time to time my wife and I finally met uh, went to one of these uh, one of these presentations and I was honestly blown away I met uh, Jay with Dignity Memorial and Marcy uh, who provides the life stories you can actually have a life story or something prepared uh, beforehand um, that is a celebration of your life okay and there's really some heartwarming stories about that the other thing funeral expenses burial expenses and and burial expenses you know all, you can also these can also be cremation expenses it doesn't have to be burial in the ground but to pay for these and get this done and out of the way just relieves other folks from having that burden at the most important time to have that because the estate might take months but your burial or cremation is not and to have that all set up I, I think is powerful and very effective and, and really sort of a loving thing to do um, 
uh, in terms of your last wishes. Okay, I understand we have another text. Um, oh, this is a great question. Um, how often can I update my estate plan uh, to add to add or remove beneficiaries, etc.? Um, you can update your estate plan, modify your estate plan. You can you can revoke your estate plan anytime you want, as often as you want. I will say this: uh, the best estate plans. The <laughs> Jenna's making the uh, what is that? <laughs> You know that that I think that sign is outlawed at least in in the is National it? Basketball Association. Oh yeah. my goodness! She's doing the uh, the finger why across the it, throat. Yeah. Why is it outlawed? I thought it meant like somebody was going. <laughs> no, it's I think you get a technical. You get oh. teed up. They used to do that. You know when you're. Oh okay, you know, I meant it, it kind of like a fun game. You're getting cut off. That's oh, it. you're getting cut off. You're the heave up. <laughs> okay. Your head. Uh, you know but but listener yes you can ab absolutely positively update it as often as you like if you are engaging the services and i hope you are of an estate planning attorney to uh uh to you know to to articulate your wishes into your formal estate plan i would not want to change it too often um and uh and that's another thing for for our listeners don't don't go see an estate planning attorney and tell them you have no idea who you're going to leave your assets to. You better have some idea about that because your estate planning attorney can't help you with that. And uh, even if you know who you're going to leave them to, know if you're going to leave it to them outright, if you'd like it held for their benefit in the form of a trust. And, you know, you may in some cases, and I, I've seen this, I saw it as recently as last week, we have a couple whose children are doing great. They are modifying their estate plan. They're, they're older. Their kids are in their 40s and 50s, and they are just bypassing their children and leaving it to their grandchildren. Not a bad idea. Not, well, not a bad idea uh, as, long as, uh, as long as the children are doing great, right? Right. Um, okay. So one more text. Okay. What area does a $250,000 house fall under land owed? Is that what? Land owned. Land owned. So I guess they own the property. What area does a $250,000 house fall under land owned? I believe that when okay. it comes to the estate planning. Okay. So if you own your home and it's you and your spouse, obviously you want to own it yeah. jointly. You want to mm -hmm. own it jointly. You want, you want the surviving spouse to have the opportunity to live there or at least sell it on their own terms um, in the event. Uh, one of the spouses predeceases in the event one of the spouses dies before the other. So, and I don't know that I understand the question, but I think you're asking uh, what area does a $250,000 house fall under uh, in terms of land owned? Um, yes, it would not. Uh, if you own a home, and you are married, in, in all likelihood, you're going to own it jointly, and it would pass to the surviving spouse. If you do not, if you are not married, I would strongly advise that you not put a child or your children on that asset. Um, uh, your child that, you know, could be sued, could, um, could, I, you know, it, it, it's your house, okay? It's your house. I would not expose the house, the dwelling you live in, your domicile to uh, 
uh, to creditors of other people. Now, if it's your spouse, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be exposed to that anyway. But uh, there are a lot of creditor protection laws for your homestead. Not going to get into that today, but uh, all the more reason to own it yourself or you and a spouse owning uh, the primary residence. Um, all right, so we're moving along here. Um, we talked about probate, that's important. Um, making your wishes known, family can access assets quickly. Save your family from difficult, difficult decisions at a very difficult time. And we talked about the pre-need policies being funeral policies, burial policies, cremation policies, life story policies. Um, the other very important area here is planning for one's incapacity. Although it's an estate plan, it is an estate plan, it doesn't have to deal with exclusively you dying. It can't, there is this time before death where sometimes we can't make decisions on our own. In the event of your incapacity and competency, then somebody who is named power of attorney, appointment of health care surrogate, uh, could make decisions whether they're financial decisions in, in, in the instance of a durable power of attorney or medical or health decisions um, in the event uh, that uh, uh, you've named a, a health care surrogate or medical power of attorney. And that becomes very important. Those are advanced directives. You may never need them, but gosh, they're important if the need arises, okay? So the other one that I wanted to talk about doesn't apply to everyone, but it does apply to some. And that is if you own a business, you own a small business, no matter how small, I don't care if it's a paper route, you know, a lawn mowing business, landscaping, you need to provide for the efficient, the, the efficient, the seamless, the cost effective transfer of that asset or business as a going concern to someone else. Okay, so that's very important. Um, listeners, we got through this <laughs> this show. Um, a lot of times we don't, but again, I, I just want to recap the 10 reasons that you would want to go ahead and have your estate plan articulated and formalized. And that, of course, in our it, it is our recommendation that you see an estate planning attorney. Um, first and foremost, to provide for your family and protect young ones, right? Young children early in life. Reduce your estate tax liability. That's something that's been more uh, a fixture in the past than in the present. Avoid probate. We spent a lot of time talking about that. Making your wishes known. Um, work, working your estate plan so that the family can access the assets in a, an efficient and expedited manner. Save your family from making difficult decisions at a difficult time. Planning for one's incapacity. Okay, that can be uh, physical incapacity or mental and making sure a business if you have one runs smoothly very important excellent again well listen thank you so much listeners what do we have six questions it's a lot i actually i don't awesome. have them all stacked over here yeah. but yeah thank you for that please continue to tune in every tuesday morning at 10 a.m with bob burgey for winning with me stay financial different subjects every week and of course you can chime on in text in we love to hear from you so bob thank you so much i look forward to talking to you next week our pleasure bye-bye all right, y'all have a great day. Tune in tomorrow morning at 9. We'll be discussing humidity levels in your home with Lisa Murphy. Have a great day. We'll talk to you then.
News, talk, traffic, and weather.